0: Hello everyone, welcome to Sophie Empowers, the podcast. My guest today is Amelia Mora Mars. She is a mom of six daughters and four sons, a psychotherapist and mom coach to women raised by emotionally unavailable mothers. She empowers women to break the cycle, heal their hearts and reclaim their lives. As a mom, she too had to learn to overcome these wounds caused by her own mother. Through her personal journey, she was able to forgive her mom and change the way she mothered her own children. She supported moms to leave a lasting legacy of love for their children and generation to come. In our podcast today, we are going to talk about breaking the generational cycle, especially not just have to accept the fears that we aren't good mother we can choose the kind of mother we want to be we will also be talking about boundaries and self-love i hope you guys enjoy this episode with amelia stay tuned hi hello amelia welcome to sophie empowers the podcast please can you introduce yourself
1: Hello, yes, my name is Amelia Marsh, and I am a proud mom of 10 kids. I'm a psychotherapist, and I coach women raised by emotional available mothers.
0: That's wonderful. So you say you're a mom of 10. That's Wow, that's awesome. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, how old were you when you had your first child? I was
1: 25. Okay. I had my first child. And then I had the first five and four years. Wow. A set of identical twins that I, I found out I was having twins in my ninth month. So that was a big surprise. And then I took a little break and then I had the next five and seven years. So I had the 10 kids in 15 years
0: total. Nice. That's awesome. So how do you balance being a mom and running a business?
1: Well, when I first started, um, I, I was a stay-at-home mom for many, many years mm-hmm. and I really forgot my passion and my dream to become a psychotherapist. I let that happen. And I take responsibility for that because at the age of 12, you know, you have to do your little career report in junior high school. Right. I had wanted to be a psychotherapist because of my life and my mom was mentally unstable growing up. Mm. But I became a mom and I had all these children, which is a beautiful thing. But one day I was watching a documentary on um a woman who was teaching something about attachment um and bonds. And I had these tears just roll down my face. And I was so shocked. And the tears were running down my face. And I verbally said, I never finished. And I realized that I had buried my own dream to to help women. And so I ran to my husband's office. He was (laughs) working out of the home back then. And I told him and he says, well, then you have to go back. You have to go back. And I, that's when I signed up for graduate school and I started my journey to become a therapist. So, so I started off as a stay-at-home mom. Um, It really, because I had such a big family, I really wanted to teach my children family con- that everybody helps out. And if I didn't do that, it would have been really difficult mm-hmm. to go back to school and have the house for itself. Right. So I, <laughs> I called myself the chart queen. I had, <laughs> I had charts. Okay. Who's doing the dishes today? Who, you know, and, and I taught my kids that everybody needed to contribute to run a house because of that, when I went to school, you know, um, at, system helped you know everybody was helping Hmm. in order for me to go because I didn't want to be an amazing therapist and a sucky mom (laughs) you know like abandon my family you know (laughs) so that was important to me (laughs) right it was really important to me that um children were taken care of and not neglected at home nice that's nice so
0: how old were you when you went back to school? Because a lot of mom, they feel like I have my children. I think now I'm too old. So,
1: Yeah, no, I was 44, I was 44 years old. I had my last child when I was 40. Okay. And, um, you know, and that, that thought didn't cross my mind that I was too old because I felt like as a psychotherapist, I had a lot of experience in life, mm. a lot of therapists, because therapists when they're in their mid twenties, well, they've never been married and they've never had children. So that's true. From that point of view, I felt like I had a lot of life experience, I had a daughter at this point who had bipolar disorder. Um, I had a son, I have a son that's on the autism spectrum that suffered with severe depression. But what fear I did have um, when my husband said, okay, you got to go sign up. I, I ran to the computer and I was looking for a class just to start. I thought, I'm just going to start with one class. And I <laughs> saw a class and I remember sitting there <laughs> with my finger in the air, like, okay, there was a class I needed to push send. And like, okay, Amelia, push send, sign up for the class. And the thought that came into my mind was, are you still smart enough? Do you still uh-huh. have Because I was a really good student. So that's what came up for me. And I thought, well, I'm an avid book reader, so I read a lot. So yes, I am so smart and I hit send. <laughs> so. Good.
0: So do you think is that, I mean, if you waited long enough, you, the fear would have taken over you and then you would never press that send button or what do you think helped
1: you get over that fear? No, I'm pretty determined when I make up my mind for something. I pretty much go. Yeah, so I I knew that I had something to contribute to the world. And, you know, that's what pushes the field. Mm. It's it's the why. Why do I want to do this? And so all all the future women that I would serve, they were the ones that really propelled me to push the button, the fear. Mm.
0: I love it. I love it. So me, for example, I give myself five seconds. Well, anytime after five seconds, I'm like, yeah, I may not, I may never do that again. <laughs> so I give myself the five second rule. <laughs> when I will have something in mind, you get five seconds to do it. Otherwise, you will never get do it done again. So do it. <laughs> so I tell me.
1: It, As it was yeah, five seconds.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's all we need. Anything longer than now, you get all these ideas that come flooding and you just never do it. <laughs> so as a psychotherapist, um, what do you actually do and how do you help women?
1: Yeah, so I, do, my work is similar to what I do as a therapist and what I do as a coach. So mm-hmm. I help those women I just, you know, at first I started, you know, I had men, women, children, teenagers that I was helping, Hmm. but my heart was really passionate about years and the women that I was seeing in my office often had a, a theme going on. And that was these women who really lacked boundaries that really struggled to love themselves that didn't have a lot of support and friends. And who had a difficult relationship with their mother. And so I started to see a lot of these women. I realized that I was the main woman in her life. And mm. that she didn't really leave my office and have friends. She might have like superficial friends, but no deep friends. Right. It really bothered me. You know, and I thought, gosh, I really need to start a tribe. These women so that they have a place to go. And the other thing was. Or, you know, when you're a psychotherapist, you are only licensed in your state. I'm in California. I can only do therapy in my state, but with coaching, that would allow me to serve a lot, you know, a bigger population of women. And so that's why I'm branching and I actually do both.
0: Nice. I love that. And I love that you talked, you talked about boundaries and a lot of these women not having boundaries. So how can you give us a couple of steps on how someone can set boundaries in their life?
1: The thing about it, uh, it's not just about saying no. Uh-huh. We can say no, we could say the word no, that's easy. <laughs> it's the why it's hard to say no. And for a lot of reason, the reason they don't say no is because they're afraid if I say no to you, you're not going to like me. And even worse, you're going to abandon me. Mm. So for me, that's the work I do for these women and help them to get to that point where they value themselves enough I need to say no to those people in the world that take and take and where it's not reciprocal. And to have them, I want them to look at their relationships and see are my relationships reciprocal? Is there a give and a receive? Uh And for a lot of women, that's not the case. They're giving, they're giving, they're giving. And it's very, very hard for them to receive.
0: Wow, can you just give us a couple of tips on how someone can break out of that mindset of not being able to say no, of knowing that they're actually worth it, you know? Yeah, and you know,
1: okay. and you know, back to what I said if if we take the time, and this is one of the little exercises I give women, is just to take mm-hmm. a piece of paper and fold it in and just sort of for the week, kind of journal these two things. On the left side of the paper, write everything that you love, that just you love, the people, the places, the things, the scents, the things you love to touch, the types of people, the types of music, everything that makes you feel wonderful. And on the right side of the paper, those people, places, and things that make you cringe <laughs> and those types of personalities that mm-hmm. you're very un- with right when we're comfortable we we open up and we expand. but when we're really uncomfortable we get stiff and we close up and we cross our arms and we resist right yeah so what people when women do this they start to realize that they're living more on the right side of the paper or they're inexperienced people places and things that make them really uncomfortable and so they're living their life for other people so it's just becoming aware is number one Mm-hmm. And, you know, before we create anything beautiful, we have to have the end in mind. What kind of life do you want for you? And to give yourself permission that you deserve to be happy too. Why is it that we think that it's our job to make everybody else happy and we have yeah. to suffer? Right. And, you know, yes. so again, it's just it's with awareness. It starts with the picture. And then, what am I gonna do to start creating life that I want so badly? Mm-hmm. Working with a woman right now, and she's in her fifties, and she's five children. She just was divorced, like in November. Very, wow. you know, typical uh, relationship. So she has these five kids: three in their thirties, one's in his twenties, and one is eighteen. And for the first Christmas, she really struggled because now she has half the income, right? Right. And she really wanted to give to her children, but she realized if I give them as much as I did before, I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> I'm going to you know, yeah. not have enough money to pay my rent. And so when the holiday came, she created an entire meal. Not one child offered to bring anything, not drinks, not a salad, not napkins, nothing. And when it was time to clean up, not one of them offered up. And oh, so wow. she was so sad in my office and recognizing and taking responsibility that I created this. I didn't raise children to do anything. Mm-hmm. And now when I'm divorced and now that I have half my income, when I really need help, it's not even on their radar to help me. Right. And so we had to really work through that sadness that, you know, okay, what are you going to do now? <laughs> what mm. are you going to do today? So this can happen again. But again, it's, it's taking responsibility for, you know, what we've allowed, what we've created. And that again, we, you ladies deserve happiness too. I
0: love that. Oh my God. I know you may have noticed that I say, I love that a lot, (laughs) but I really do love everything that you're saying. (laughs) And so, I mean. (laughs) with this society nowadays where we are all mama being like mom shame on the internet all right mm-hmm. out there and then we all have that fear of not being good enough like how can we I guess break out of that cycle if we ever feel like we're not a good mom like how can we feel reassured
1: well I think first of all we need to recognize safe people and unsafe people. Right, mm. We can't go to people that are emotionally unsafe and unpack our life and be vulnerable to them because that's the mom shaming. You, you take a risk. Right. And we're talking about women that are already, that have trauma in their life. Right. So my daughter, when she was diagnosed with bipolar, she was, um, she started to show symptoms at the age of 15 and was really diagnosed at 17 because she was a very complex case. She learned, I have to really trust the person I disclose. They could hold it against me. They can mock me. They can make fun of me, especially at that age, you know, teenager age. But so we need to disclose these things in the context of safe environment. And that's why having a beautiful tribe of women that you're growing together, we need each other to... Um, celebrate our wins you know cry about <laughs> our losses and champion to move forward in the context of um you know there's always going to be relapse we'll use that word um where right. we're not always going to be our best but having a society that says okay okay that's okay let's we'll just do better tomorrow
0: right i mean it's also recon- i will say also recognizing that we are not perfect we are trying the best that we can with the knowledge that we have <laughs> and uh, yeah, our, yeah, that's awesome. So one more thing that I wanted to talk about is self-love, self-care, and how does that add to uh, being a mom and raising children?
1: Yeah. So you know, we population. Okay. the The women that I you know work with come with these huge wounds in the first place, and so they're self critical. They're mm-hmm. self, you know, they there's a lot of self judgment and criticism, and so helping them first to receive love. And the reason I start with attachment, I take them through an attachment assessment and. And how they bonded in childhood because we can really hold ourselves and have these really unrealistic expectations but when they right. understand where they came from and they could sit there for a moment and say of course I'm like this of course I'm anxious I'm fearful that someone's going to abandon me or I'm afraid of trusting someone or you know when they understand of course I'm like this <laughs> how would I <laughs> not be like this based on my life Right. And they start to realize, okay, okay. I'm on baseline now. It's okay. This happened to me. Mm -hmm. And now we have a choice. We do not want to co-conspire with those that hurt us and who said mean things to us to do that. Now do what they did to us and do it to ourselves. So we need to start from a new place and say, (laughs) I need love And part of my symptoms, part of my deficit, part of my fears, is because I didn't get it. And now it's my responsibility and my gift to myself to ensure that I learn to self-love myself. And the benefit of that <laughs> is that we from a, such a greater capacity can give so much more from a deeper well um, once we do the work ourselves.
0: That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I love everything that you just said, Amelia. And I like to keep this podcast nice and short and sweet, straight to the point, because I know that people have busy lives. (laughs) And what is that one thing? I'd like to ask one last advice. What is it that you would like to tell that one woman out there who's listening to us today, who's looking? to feel inspired, empowered by you.
1: I want moms mm-hmm. to know with all the heart that you are the most important, influential and impactful woman in your child's life. And instead of woman being looked down upon, ladies who rise up. We are a motherhood. <laughs> <laughs> and that you are the most important, you are your child's first love. So let us collectively take our place and be all we can be for ourselves, for our children, for the world, for modeling to those younger moms, those future moms. And for those of us that have daughters, yeah. they are the next generation of moms. And so the the better mom, the better equipped we are, the more we love ourselves, our children are watching and we can help to forge better moms in the future.
0: I totally agree. Thank you so much, Amelia. Can you please tell us if you have a program going on right now
1: or where can we reach out to you? Yes, I have um, my program is called Moms Breaking the Cell. My website is www.momconnections.com. Um, my Facebook page also called um mom connection my instagram is mom connections um but i have a 45 minute webinar for those women who want to learn more about this process. and um yeah struggle of yours i hope you can and join my tribe and we can meet each other together
0: definitely thank you so much i'll definitely leave the link below for anyone who would like to reach out to amelia and thank you so much for being a
1: guest in this podcast today. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you for the invitation.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode today and thank you for joining me. Remember that you can join me on Instagram at Coach Sophie James for more tips and tricks on how to stay balanced, organized, and how you can turn your ideas into a business. I am your host, Sophie. Stay tuned.